Welcome back to Rain City Jerks. Surprise, guess what we're talking about? Working out. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, get, gotta get this toxic masculinity out of here. Let's, let's work out our emotions. Uh, I love working out. We all love working out. We're joined today by, uh, with John Gardner. He just got back from defeating someone in a tennis match. Yeah, he's a buff boy. Yeah. He's a real buff boy. Yeah, by defeating, you mean my opponent did not show up today. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. Really, but then, then hey, you got to play an old man. I did. He was was he spry? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was. He was. Uh, he wanted to know how old I was, and I told him I'm 35, and he's like, I'm 53, and he he made me work. Made you work. Oh yeah. He gonna go brag to his friends at the social club. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this guy belongs to any social clubs. I think he. I think he lives like an anti-social club on tennis courts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But did you win? I did, yeah. Yeah, of course. And you were saying before you played tennis in high school? Yeah, I was on, uh, I played at uh, Blanchette just down the street here. Okay. Okay. Were you you a jock in high school? No, I was was nobody in high school. You were nobody? Uh, Yeah, I had really bad social skills and was mostly invisible besides playing some sports. That's why you're a comic now. Probably, but yeah. you're, so, you're so handsome. Were you not handsome before? Uh, not. I bet. I bet he was gawky. I mean, I, I didn't, I I didn't know gawky. how to dress and uh, okay, or do my hair or just interact with people. So yeah, if I was, it was it wasn't it wasn't helping me. You you can talk yourself out of being good looking if you try hard enough. That's true. If you don't know what to do. I had bad acne freshman year too. Ooh, yeah, yeah. that's a killer. Me Until too. I went on Accutane. Oof, it was. You were an Accutane guy. Oh yeah. Okay. Had to. It just got. Did the Accutane work? It did. Didn't work for me, man. Really? Yeah. I never had it that. I never had that bad of acne. Uh, I don't know. I knew a few people, and it was just like they had to like take it with a bunch of water, and then like you couldn't be out in the sun for very long because mm-hmm. like it made your skin. All weird and well, a lot of it is also like how much do you pa- do your parents care? It's like okay, my parents were like, we're going to throw everything we possibly can at your face to try to get it. <laughs> was that bad? You had like the big blistery kinds. I, I mean, I didn't have the worst in my class, but it was bad enough. It wasn't like full on cystic, yeah, but it, it was bad. Okay, uh, you know, the, my mom would do everything except change my diet to. Uh, address my skin which I is it's been proven mostly that diet doesn't really affect that right i mean it was a it was a game changer for me stop eating applebee's yeah stop eating applebee's three times a week yeah that, that's the diet that your mom insisted upon uh hey he was he had applebee's black card membership I, i'm i'm <laughs> applebee's royalty okay basically yeah my dad uh he was a big shot at applebee's during the golden era of casual dining, as our <laughs> listeners have heard many, many times, yeah. he, he invented the riblet. Uh, and yeah, you know, it was Applebee's three times a week, maybe Chili's or Bennigan's once no, a no, week. Could his black Applebee's card go to all the different chains or no? No, but he could kind of charge that as a business expense. Like R&D. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. R&D. And we were doing fine anyways, like at that point. You could eat at a Chili's. Yeah, you could, we could afford Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hands. Your dad's like a cool older businessman, right? I've met him once. Yeah. He he showed up with an entourage of like twenty, thirty something. Like not twenty, thirty something, but like late twenties, mid thirty something. He had like four people with him. And then 
when he came in, I'm working the door at Club Comedy. And then when he came in, like he signed in and everything, and I, I didn't put it together that he was your dad at that point, but someone he was with was like, yeah, his his kid, meaning you, his kid is doing one of the skits tonight. And I, <laughs> I was like, oh man, <laughs> like what is happening right now? Yeah, so they're they're cool, but they're they say skits, so yeah. they're not. They're A lot not of too- people do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, weird to me how people don't know what to call comedy. Yeah, doing a comedy skit, your routine. But yeah, he is. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I'll ever be as cool as my dad. He's just uh, an impressive person. What's the most impressive thing about him? Are your parents still together? Uh, they are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's the most impressive thing about your dad? I mean, what do just, you just just his personality. I mean, he will just like go into any situation and and befriend people, and he's he's genuine about it. I mean, if he doesn't like people, he will not. Okay, so he's he not will, a, he's not a monster. He's just like a good guy. Oh, uh, I mean, he could he's a he's a monster in some ways. Sure, I mean, okay. Just in his be. just in his ambition and his t- tenacity. Um, I mean, pretty much in all th- aspects of life, business personal life i mean if he, he wants to do something any problem no problem is insurmountable for him wow yeah uh do you feel like his gregariousness rubbed off on you at all not at all not at yeah, all not at all i mean uh yeah i i, I would not describe myself as gregarious okay uh, he has given me a lot of advice about how to become you know more gregarious yeah. or at least to you know could you share some of that advice now? I could use some. I could use some top tier business like schmooze uh, advice. Very, very simple stuff. Okay. Like, I mean, because you know, like I said, when I was in high school, I had, I had very few friends, and so he's trying to like help me. Like, hey, man, here's how you make friends. But it was all stuff that did not help me back then, just because the way kids interact, it's just so playful and, and sure. unstructured. But it did help me as an adult. Like, uh, you know, tell you like, make sure you're asking people questions trying to be, be learn about them as opposed to you know talking about yourself because people like to talk so i mean everybody knows right. that but he's just really good at actually doing it yeah. i feel like when i have a defense against people like i get defensive if people start asking me too many questions because like i i feel like i'm being manipulated like they're like trying to like <laughs> win me over somehow like you're playing a mental game with me right now and like i just i kind of clam up if it gets too just like oh so what are you doing you're just i don't know just like casual it just like makes me like go defensive i'm like why why are you trying to do this right now are you trying to i mean do you think they're trying to take advantage of you like they want something from you I so think that's they're, why they're doing this yeah or? or like they're feeling me out to see what they could take advantage of you know what i mean mm-hmm. like which isn't much but uh <laughs> uh i don't know yeah just like it depends on the person it depends on the situation yeah you know, you know what you could start doing is when somebody asks you those kind of questions and you feel yourself start to clam up, just lie to them. I've been doing yeah, that. Yeah, just tell them like some far-fetched tripe so that they have the wrong story and yeah. then use that against them when the time is right. Oh, interesting. I've just been I've just started lying to strangers. Sure. Like uh I was waiting in line at a Starbucks the other day and I tipped the barista and this guy behind me and like the barista didn't see me tip her, but whatever, I don't care. And the 
this guy behind me like, hey, you ever you ever see that episode of Seinfeld where George tips five dollars and then the waitress doesn't see him, so he like takes it out of the jar and then like make sure she sees him tip five dollars. I was like, I've never seen Seinfeld. Just like I just <laughs> I just wanted to like I was I just wanted to like tell him something great. Like, no, I've never seen Seinfeld. Uh I was working door at the club at Club Comedy the other day and this guy came in. He was kind of like a pushy jerk, just like he was wearing sunglasses inside. He's like, he looks showy in like the most douchey ways possible. And then he like, he sees me and for our listeners who don't know what I look like, uh, one, you're missing out to go to Jack Slattery comedy <laughs> on Instagram. But three, uh, he was like, are you trying to do like a Wolverine thing? Cause I have like chops and everything. And I was like, what are you talking about? What's Wolverine? Who's who's Wolverine? <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. What what was this reaction to that? He was like, "Oh, never, never mind." No. I, like, I just like I just shut it down. You know, what I, mean? I just just like I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what 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 are these words? And then he just like, oh, ne- "Never mind." So this Mean- strategy works. Meanwhile, I have a humongous rib tattoo of Wolverine. I knew damn well what he was talking <laughs> about. I knew damn well what he was talking about. I just wanted to be like, "Shut up!" I'm not like, "What are you talking like?" Just so like don't don't try to connect to me, yeah. At this thing that you came to to have a good time, yeah. That I'm trying to facilitate, yeah. But at heart, I'm a trickster. So like, if you're being like a weirdo, pushy douche, like I don't want to engage with you. I'm gonna I just want to shut it down. Mm. Engage with me when I'm on stage, not when I'm behind the counter. Unless you're a cute girl, and then, <laughs> and then I'll flirt with you. So only if it directly benefits you. Yes. Yeah. All right. I like the spectrum of your, your lies there. I mean, denying knowledge of Seinfeld and Wolverine. I mean, that's just like, <laughs> who is this guy? It's too bad that these two guys that you lied to did not, you know, meet up and yeah. figure this out about you. They actually listened to this podcast. I hope yeah. so. Like, that fucking guy. I knew it. I knew he, he I, knew who Wolverine was. I knew, what he, I knew he'd seen Seinfeld before. You're like, actually, I'm trying, going for more of a puck from Alpha Flight look. Mm. Uh, he didn't have chops, really. But... No, and he was also a, a French-Canadian midget. <laughs> yeah. What was his power? He was, like, dense? Was that... he, he, he could just throw his body through the air. Is that? I thought he had to be thrown, but maybe not. No, no. He could, like, uh, you know do, do I... like, a Blanca cannonball from Street Fighter 2. I literally never put it together that his name was Puck, and he was, like, tiny and shooting like a hockey puck like, a, like i just put that together he was like a hockey puck yeah yeah it's like the canadian x-men alpha flight okay yeah you're, you're, you're not missing out and puck is just this like other wolverine type but smaller and more muscular and i think his powers he's just like very dense and can apparently hurl himself through space yeah okay puck uh <laughs> You a comic book guy ever? No. Okay. I mean, as a kid, I watched like the shows they made based on comic books, like sure. Batman, Superman. Sure, sure. But uh, never, never really read comics. Just a comic guy, not a comic book guy. Yeah. How'd you get into comedy? Uh, I just, I mean, I was nuts when I started it, but I uh, was, you know, full blown manic. But I uh, okay. But did, I, that, did that help? Uh, no, not at all. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it gave it gave me the audacity to go on stage. I mean, sure. I don't think if I did not have this manic episode, I would have tried comedy. But do you feel so like comedy help. has helped your life? Uh, it gave me it gave me something to 
really focus on when I, you know, first started taking medication and had to be sober for a year or so. Mm. And, it, you know, it gave me something to, to be obsessed with. And because, you know, when you're not drinking and you're 21 years old, uh, there's not, at least based on what I've been doing the past couple of years, which was drinking all the time and partying, you know, I needed something to do at night that required you know, my full attention. So, sure. right. so it, it may be good for those two years. At this point, it's diminishing returns. I mean, I'm, I'm 35. Uh, I am perform- so performing like at the years. Yeah. I've been performing at the same place as I was when I started, except for the ones that went out of business. So yeah, I mean, I still love it, but, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's, uh, well, you've probably got other things in your life at this point. Also, it's got tennis. Yeah. I got tennis. You have got meaning. Um, yeah, I he's mean, got a six pack, you know. Like, he's doing all right with the ladies. Is that true? No, no. And right now, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm, I'm, I'm dry. Okay. 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 Uh, so manic, like manic depressive. Yeah. What's What's your swing usually look like? Like, how do you go into the mania? Ooh. How long does it last? And then, what's depression look like? Yeah, well, it's been a it's been a long time. It's been the last one was when I was twenty, turning twenty one. That was okay. my last manic episode. So the meds worked. That's oh, great. Yeah. I've been very yeah. lucky. They don't work for most people, at least for a long oh, time. Oh, really? I didn't know. No, that. I mean. People either hate the side effects and go off them, or they. What are the side effects? But you don't have any of the negative side effects. No, hell yeah, okay. yeah, no. Got just really lucky in that regard. But yeah, well, I started having these depressions when I was thirteen, where I'd be like in a funk for a couple weeks. Same. Would... Really? Yeah. No, I'm I'm undiagnosed uh, bipolar too. I've diagnosed myself. Okay. Uh, I feel like I've got it pretty well under control at this point. Just like I'm not on any meds. Like it's not. I can. I can notice when i'm feeling manic now and like be more aware of it but it still slips up on me sometimes but it's it's less so but yeah in my teens i was like it was like nuts so have you gotten it under control though doing certain things i mean other than drugs uh i think transcendental meditation has helped a lot i think psychedelics have helped a lot uh and Strangely, being divorced twice has helped a lot. <laughs> did being married hurt? Uh, in a lot did it, of did it did it make it worse? In a lot of ways, yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, but but you had to learn the lesson twice just to make sure. Yeah, the second one was like just a dare that neither one of us could back away from. And we, I mean, we were legally married, but it was under a year. It's like so. marriage chicken. Yeah. We were in marriage chicken. What was the story there? A dare to get married. Well, I mean, I mean not this. I'm, I'm using a metaphor, but it was like, we were in this like tumultuous on again, off again, just like insane relationship for like two years or so. And then we moved out here and then the plan was to get married, and it was just like neither one of them were like, we're going to do it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's nah. fucking do it. All right, let's do it then. And then we did it. And then like nine months later, we're like, well, this was dumb. We should not do this. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. Neither, you, neither one of you could back out. Right. Yeah. Did the first divorce, having that experience help make the second one much easier. smoother? Okay. Yeah. I, it was much easier to deal with. Up front, the second divorce was really rough, but... uh overall 
smoother. Paperwork, well, you're just like, let me handle it. I've done this before. Actually, kind of, yeah. I mean, the divorce process in Maine <clears throat> is different than the divorce process in Washington. It's much more streamlined and straightforward here. In Maine, uh, my first wife and I had to go to court and, like, make a plea that we didn't want to be married. Like, we had to, like, appeal before a judge to, like, be, to grant us the divorce or whatever. We are like, yeah, it's like, it, it was just very ritualistic. It didn't mean anything. We were going to get it. You know what I mean? But, the judge but, didn't ask any questions? No, they, you, uh, no yeah. they did. They were like, do you have any children? Do you know, what is this? What is that? And we were like, no, no, no. It's like, like what is, does, does she snore really bad or something? <laughs> is that it? Yeah, I don't. I don't think she asked like specifics. Yeah. Although, you know what? Does she do that thing? No, when no, you no, go, no. She did <sighs> after she takes a drink. <laughs> it's grounds for divorce in like thirty-seven states. She, I think, I'm pretty sure the judge did ask for specifics, and I got to have it on court. Like, I had to. I got to have it on record in the court that uh, she gives toothy blowjobs. No, her blowjobs were good, but uh, that she cheated on me, and, that, oh. and that's why we we're. That's partially why we we're getting a divorce. Blowjobs are too good. Yeah. Uh, did yeah. you get to take half of your jokes in the divorce? No, and actually, her mom bought us a house. Yeah, and I got the house. Oh wow! Yeah. Do you still have the house? No, it was like a lease to own situation, ah. and so uh, I do not own it. You did not own, lease it long enough to own it. Yeah. Yeah. And you've never been married, John. No. You ever been close? No. I mean, I've, yeah, I've had a couple serious relationships that have, you know, gone two years, but I've, I've never been engaged or proposed or really, yeah. Yeah, the two-year the two mark is tough. Where are you at on a vasectomy? <laughs> uh, I mean, God, it'd be so convenient, but uh, but yeah, it's I'm not awesome. I'm not ready to not ready to give up any options yet. Yeah, okay. I still want a little John. I don't know if I, uh, I mean, I, the idea of having kids right now is not very appealing to me. Yeah. Um, but I just, you could be, you're, you're thinking maybe be an old dad. Pro, I mean, at this point it's going to have to be that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just not ready to give up that option or just really any options in general. Fair. I love it. I love mine. But... Is, is it, would that be the first elective surgery on your list? Or are there other ones that you would get if you, you know? That I think that would be the That'd one that the I one. the first one I'd need. Yeah. Okay. Absent unforeseen events. Yeah. You get some sweet calf implants. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with your calves. I'm just saying. Yeah. No. You know, it's hard, I, uh, it's hard to I, make I them got grow. Conscious so there tall. for a second. I'm like, how can they tell through my genes? Your but, genes uh, yeah. Yeah. If you get calf implants, does that like impede natural muscle growth? If you just start actually working your calves out. Well, no, most people who get them, they're like jacked except for their calves. Yeah, because they're just not working their calves out, right? Well, calves can be pretty hard to grow. And like most people with super giant calves, that's more of a genetics thing. Hmm. Uh, so, you know, they've got nice quads, nice hams, and they're like, fuck my, my calves. That's some, that's some weird body dysmorphia to just like be fixated on calves. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have huge muscly legs, but then like not the power that they should be generating. Yeah, they probably still got some decent power. Probably, but not as much. I mean, you'll probably get less if someone cuts open your calf and like put some calf-shaped jelly in there. Yeah. True. 
What about you, Jack? What would be my elective surgery? Elective surgery. Well, I've already got the vasectomy, so that's well, scra- yeah. No, that's, that's scratch. So now, now you got to now you got to get creative. Uh, I would consider splitting my tongue. Okay. Uh, and I would consider having my ears pointed. Okay. Yeah. All, both of those things, every woman I've told that to that I was dating, they were like, "I will break up with you if you do either one of those things." Yeah, no, you 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 enter a new a new dating pool with a split tongue. with a split tongue and like <laughs> Wait, ears. How how far back does the split go? Are we talking like, all the way? No, they split it like maybe like a third of the way, halfway, something like that. But each side of your tongue is muscle muscularly independent, so you can like grab stuff with your tongue and like move it around like fingers how does it affect people's speech i've looked into this because obviously i like talking and speaking is like my hobby and uh seemingly fine but i'm on i don't want to risk it there's probably some adjustments to be made yeah. but i bet you can kind of figure it out yeah but i don't i I'm, i don't want to risk fucking up talking for for splitting my tongue, you know what I mean. Like it does, the risk versus the reward doesn't seem quite worth it. If I was going to go tongue surgery, I would slice the membrane underneath because you got like three or four more inches of tongue that you can stick out, you know, Gene Simmons style. Yeah. And besides the obvious benefits, uh, <laughs> so so the, all the old yoga texts they have this uh, description of a tongue like freeing procedure where you like slice the membrane by a hair's breadth every week. And then eventually you can take that tongue and put it up against the roof of your mouth. And like it plugs this energy circuit into your brain for meditation. Hmm. Yeah. You like that part. You don't like the other part. And yeah, you just do this little tiny slit on it and then rub ghee butter on it. No, well, you don't like ghee butter. No, I just, it was, doesn't seem worth it. No thanks. A, a, a man with your proclivities is blessed by a little tongue cutting. Come on, come you, on. Not even because obviously I want to get my tongue split, but like the under part. I don't know. Just bleh. vertical, also, not horizontal. Exactly. But also doing it like once a week. I just. Bleh. I, I mean, your mouth heals really quickly, so yeah. like it's fine. But like, well, and if you do it by a hair's breadth, then you're not like damaging the muscles like it has enough time to kind of cut and you unravel the tongue a little bit and then you heal it up and you know it's it's a it's a process having to do a cut every day that would get every week every week well every week even yeah then you have the whole six days that you're you're dreading this next cut right Uh, it's like you're probably like living in a cave meditating all the time anyway it's not like you're and we're assuming that Tibetan time runs on a seven-day week. It could be a two-day week, a three-day no. week. It's definitely not a seven. Yeah, it is. Back in Tibetan, early Tibetan times, there's no way it was based on a seven-day no, week. No, this, 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 like, uh, this is like medieval India. Yeah, there's no way it's based on a seven-day week. Dude, it was definitely a seven-day week. I don't... That, 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 that's like... That's a Roman concept. I think it goes back further than that. No, because... It, it goes back at least to Abrahamic times. Because God created the world in seven days, mm. and okay. that created mm. okay. the rubric for a week. You know, what? I'm re- I'm realizing that I'm conflating months with weeks, and like I was like they've added, but then I was like, oh wait, no, they've added months. Yeah, but yeah, I guess. Well, and that's just the difference between like a lunar and a solar calendar. 
Gregorian, yeah. Yeah. We're on the Gregorian to keep the... You know, they got some good chance. To keep the uh, solstice uh, at a static place. Otherwise, mm-hmm. the solstice would move around a lot. But we keep it at a static place by adding a leap year. Mm. And that's why we're on the Gregorian calendar. Sweet. Thanks, Greg. Fucking dick. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, uh, I would split my tongue or... Ear pointing, but for Ear some, pointing. but for some reason, women don't seem to be into that. Even though, like a split tongue seems like it would be better for like clitoral purposes. Yeah, you you you'd be dating only freaks at I mean, that point. Fine, but yeah, no, I mean yeah. that's it's fine, but like e- even like uh, you would disqualify yourself from a lot of just alt girls. Maybe. You'd have to date, like, circus girls and, like, hardcore tattooed <laughs> metalheads and stuff. I mean, you're not... That's fine? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you say it's fine, but, like, again, much smaller pool. Sure. However, I, this segues nicely into uh, something. I, I, I mis- For our deep cut listeners, uh, back to the early episodes, I was talking about this elite goth club in Seattle... Oh, that's right. And uh, guess what? I am now a card-carrying member of this elite goth club in Seattle. Congratulations. Thank you. I went last night with a fan favorite show uh, friend, Zanae. Uh, We went together, and it was great. It was kind of a letdown in some ways. There was no fog machines. That place would benefit greatly from a couple fog machines. Uh, and a guy showed up. The funniest thing I saw there was this dude showed up and he brought a graphic novel with him and he was just like chilling in the goth club with like hard industrial music going on. And he's reading a graphic novel with the flashlight on his phone. And I'm just (laughs) like, what the fuck is going on right now? Did you see what graphic novel it was? I think it was Uzumaki. Mm, So manga. Yeah. He was reading. Yeah. Fucking nerd. I think that's what it was. I, I can't swear to it, but I think that's what it was. And But yeah, so this place was like sweet, but also like not as cool as I wanted. Like, so we got there and like we had to wait in line for like 30 minutes. To, like, You're a member and you got to wait in line. No, no, no. I'm, I became a member last night. It was uh, so it's, it's usually members only nights there. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, they'll open it up to the public to get like new members in and stuff. And so there's like a line for like probably two sure. and a half, two and a half hours. There was a line and, and it, because like, you know, you got to fill out this paperwork and then you got to drink from a chalice of blood. No, see, that would have been cooler. No, it was literally just paperwork and sacrifice a goat. Not to even bail. Pr- not even prick your finger and put blood on it. You know what I mean? Like, so it wasn't really goths. It was just people dressed like goths. It was bureaucratic goth Ugh. at the door. And, it's like theater kids. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. <laughs> and then, so you just fill all this form and you're like, okay. And then they're like, we'll mail you your card soon. And I'm like, sweet. Okay. And so I'll Better get Better be made out of pure onyx. Yeah. Like <laughs> a, a sliver of bone. Um, so Zanae and I are card carrying members of this goth club. But. The part that bugged me was one, no fog machines. Two, there's no grime. There's no dirt. There was no seediness to it. It was like just 
the, I don't know. It was just like, there's no grime to it. It didn't feel dangerous or dirty. Zanae and I were on drugs also, by the way, and we were the dirt and the grime. Uh, but there's like no tits out, no ass out. Like, it was just like, not much. I was like, why am I like, what is the membership? Like, if we have to be a member to join, like, where's like the borderline illegal, straight up illegal stuff? Like, why am I a member? Like, what's the difference? And, and two more to that point. Uh, I didn't see one person not get to become a member. I feel like they should have been throwing a few people out and be like, no, 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 not you, not you make it feel a little bit better. You know, make me feel a little bit more special. There's a guy in a tie-dye hoodie. You don't get in. No, no, no. Yeah, too no, many colors. They have to be inclusive. Everyone can be goth they now. Do have, they do have a dress code. No sports attire, no mm. blue jeans, or anything deemed offensive to the staff. So they're just racist. Uh, how so? Because blue, blue jeans and sports attire, like that's what they say at hip-hop clubs. To like get... People did not wear basically gang affiliated attire. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I figure they just didn't want like guys in khakis coming in. I mean, if they let people in fucking tie dye hoodies in, they'll probably let people in khakis in. Yeah, I don't know. I was a little disappointed. The exclusivity of it wasn't nearly as high. Are you going to go back? I'll go back because I'm thinking maybe the wild shit happens on a members' night. This was all That's true. Fresh meat. The the grime probably wasn't there. They were. This was like the present and polish part. I'm going to go back on a Tuesday for the death rock, uh, whatever. There's mm. a bunch of other. Let's see more of my style. I'm, I'm less hard industrial, more death rock. And I'll see what's up. You ever have a goth phase, John? No. You ever have any other kind of phase? I'm trying to think of phase. You, see, you, I mean, see, I, you seem pretty clean cut, but you know, I mean, you can't I had judge a, a book I by had its a, cover. I mean, a, a major, uh, I don't even know what you'd call it, but douchebag, sleazebag phase. Of, okay. Uh, you know, when I was, you know, 19 to 21. What are we talking, like slick back hair? Uh, boat no, shoes? No, ta- not slick back, taped up. Ooh, taped so, up. So, you know, like the, kind of that... You Guido. frost your tips? I did not frost ah. Oh, I used sunning, but... There you uh, go. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a little, a little a, frosty. Yeah, that's a, the poor man's frosting. You what know, do you, doing what do you yourself. mean taped up? Just like that, that uh, like the blooming onion. Hair. Like, oh. all your hair is up. So, yeah, it's kind yeah. of that Guido, okay, early okay. 2000s look, because that, yeah, it was... This is probably like oh, the early two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I was doing that. Um, yeah. I had like a uh, shiny white sport jacket. Nice. Okay. Nice. Did I you had, go to? I, was, I wore fur in the winter. Oh, you know, nice. Fur-lined hoods and uh, yeah, it looked pretty gross. I'd go tanning, tanning salon. I mean, that's just good for mental health, though. Yeah, it is actually nice around here, but. Uh, would you like pump your fist in the air when you danced? No. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't it wasn't a full transformation. No, it was just it was just the look. Yeah. So yeah, my friend I saw a tape up my hair, but it's you know, it's not it's not black hair, like a you know, like a cool a cool tape up. Like so a real my, guido. So you know, it's more just strawberry blonde. So my friend told me my haircut looked like the uh, the blooming onion. So that's why <laughs> it's good to have it's good to have friends that have known you for a long time. Yeah, really know how to cut you down. Keep you in check, yeah. That'd be a pretty good joke. The blooming onion. The blooming onion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're gonna, gonna have to tape up the hair that. again, though. There you go. Uh, so, so that how long did that last? I mean, probably I don't know nine months. Nine months. Yeah, yeah. That was the longest one. Um, 
the longest manic episode. Longest but. manic episode. Man, that's that's you went manic and turned into a fucking Jersey Shore Guido. Yeah, I mean, and I'm trying to think if I had any other. Uh, I mean, I would wear like neon tank tops, uh, and just pretty much looked like you know somewhere between like a Guido, and then just at the end, it just kind of got sad. I almost just looked like like white trash or <laughs> seen that movie red rocket mm, no oh, okay. what's it about uh, it's about this uh washed up porn star oh dope but some of the outfits that he was putting together in that show just reminded me of kind of where mm-hmm. i was at towards the end yeah sick man i like the uh, i like the ribbed undershirt oh thank you no that's that's I started wearing them in high school i can't shake them they're very comfortable i'll, I'll um, like go to the gym in just a ribbed undershirt and shorts <laughs> And people are like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah, see, I, I'm not, I'm not bold enough to wear the, uh, to wear the tank with no overshirt. But if you're wearing it to the gym, that is, that's bold. No, like, so I, I wouldn't wear it to the gym in Atlanta. Like, I would go to the gym in Atlanta, and there were so many jacked guys there. And it's like, okay, I got to cover up a little bit. But I go to the gym in Fremont, and I'm in like the top ten percent. Yeah. So it's it's easy Big to dog. stunt on Google software engineers. <laughs> Compared to giant black guys. That's definitely true. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. I'm always a tank. I'm usually a tank top guy in a gym regardless of the situation. Yeah. Uh, Because I want to see those pumps. I want to see those gains. Yeah, I've been been working out at uh, the 24-hour fitness up in Northgate with a client recently. Okay. And uh, really, really, I'm simultaneously, like, enticed and repulsed by women's, like, workout fashion. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's just like the tightest pants that like armor their buttocks into unnaturally plump shapes. Yeah, it's Camel Toe City. All Camel the time. Toe City, uh, basically just in like sports bra and tights. I don't hate it. I, I mean, I, I I I hate it, but then I also want to look at it. Uh, yeah. Well, why do you hate it? Why do I hate it? Do you have opinions on women's sportswear? I'm for it. I like it. Yeah, I am. I am for it when they're in an active environment. Oh, um, you're not a leggings as everyday pants kind of person. N- no. Would you? Would that be a red flag in a? I mean, a, if it's if it's leggings that are like you know, I don't know what the material is, but cotton, you know, more of that uh, yoga like pants. Okay, that you wear under like, a, a skirt, but but yeah, like straight up yoga pants, just walking around. No, you got to be doing exercise to wear that stuff. Okay. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people who don't do any exercise wearing yoga pants. Yeah. Yeah. Then again, I also don't mind a guy, you know, hanging out in a tracksuit that, uh, so I do have kind of a double standard here, you know. Yeah, me too. I've got like triple standards. Quadruple so, standards. So why don't you like women's sportswear? It's distracting. Interesting. Yeah. Because it's like, don't look, but also look. I mean, that's just life, right? Exactly. It's life. But then you gain a power by just straight up not looking and staying focused on the pumps. Because it's still in your brain. Yeah. You're we, still like, okay, I have to ignore these I mean, ass I just and titties get, next I just, door. I just put on Acid Witch and get in my zone and just do just get repped up. Repped up. And then when I'm walking around like broad-chested to the... Uh, uh, 
water fountain. That's when I look. That's when I'll do like eye scans. Yeah, you got You got to keep the head forward, but just tilt the eyes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's. Well, is there is there an era of active wear, Jay, that you like better? You know, eighties. Definitely 90s. the eighties. Okay, like the more kind of full coverage leotards and leg warmers. Yeah, with like the the the, the sweaters, with the big U neck, kind of crop top sweaters. That's good. And uh, I don't know. I like like men's muscle beach eighties fashion with the short shorts and the stringer tanks. Hyper hyper colors. Sure, absolutely. Or even just like like white with like a giant muscular bear holding a barbell. Mm. Like Kent's gym, Rosedale, Illinois. So you know where he comes from. Yeah, shit. Makes sense. No, I just work out in my underwear at home. Yeah, same. It's a way to do it. Yeah. I work out at home a lot. Uh, that's my... Some, so I've been telling... Like, I think I told Quinn and Craig Stewart, uh, local Seattle comedians, uh, that sometimes if I, I'll treat myself by going to the gym. Like, I, I work out at home a lot, but sometimes I'll treat myself by going to the gym for, like, a day pass or whatever. And they don't get that, do like, they? What? what do you mean? Like, you, you like working out? I'm like, yeah, I fucking love working out. Yeah, it's, a, it's the greatest divide in America right now is there's people that are too into working out and there's people that will, will never work out. They need to meet in the middle somewhere. No, I say we keep them separated. <laughs> you know, we... I, I I don't want them. You know, if a couple of them kind of uh, ascend, that's fine. But we got to keep all the all the gains for ourselves. Hmm. It's a zero-sum gain. Yeah, we don't want every day at the gym to be New Year's Day. No. Nah. True, true. Uh, got to keep it your, your Your joke about uh, intermittent fasting, is that about Quinn? <laughs> no, is he, is he intermittent fasting? He's intermittent. He's lost some weight. He's, he's definitely lost a little bit of weight. I think he's just pooping more by not eating as much. You know what I mean? I mean, that that's kind of how it's part of how it works. Yeah, yeah. You know, better out than in. That's what I say. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a friend of a friend. Friend but, of a friend. Uh, but yeah, no, it it is weird when, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why it irritates me when, when, when somebody starts, you know, raving about how great their diet is and then they just have... They have no questions for me. It's like, do, do, am, I, am I out of shape? Like, what's? It's like, what's what? your secret? Oh, just being active since childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Not eating garbage. Oh man, I miss garbage. You don't work a little garbage into your I, I, regimen. I, 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 I do. I do plenty of garbage, but I've been on a cut for like the past month, so very little garbage in the diet. Very little garbage in my diet. Really? Yeah, extreme low levels. What about you? Uh, I mean, my main weakness is, I mean, I've been working back in the office for the last year, and Ooh, is it people bring people bring candy and donuts in, and I never say no yeah. until it's gone. Until and it's I, gone. Then I, don't, yeah. then I don't go buy it myself, but I, uh, if it's there, I, I eat it. I have a sugar tooth also, but uh, I, I've... I've surpassed the cravings at this point and now it feels like i'm winning so I'm, it's easier to like stay mm-hmm. off the sugar i'm excited to get back on it my sugar addiction is mostly I've been, gone I've right been now pounding mangoes and watermelon though to get that sugar that's okay then you just uh yeah then you got plenty of fiber yo, yeah yeah oh, to absorb it if you eat a, a volleyball sized watermelon to yourself you're gonna have the best poops 
Is there that much fiber in watermelon? I thought both those fruits, mangoes and watermelon, it's just straight sugar. No, there's a ton. Oh, okay. I mean, watermelon is like super good for you, really. There's like a ton of vitamins in it, and it's very hydrating. Very hydrating. And uh, it has, yeah, it has a lot of insoluble fiber. There's a really good donut place here in the U District. Maybe you know about a donut factory on 45th. God, that place looks so good. Oh, my God. I've so not good. been. They're uh, buttermilk bars. Got to try the buttermilk bars. Where is this? Oh, like on the Ave? It's like, at, uh, it's like at 45th and Roosevelt. Okay. Yeah. yeah right oh, where the, okay. the joint, the, the weed shop is. Where those gas stations are down at 45th. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I must have gained about 20 pounds in quarantine. Just pounding. Like that was my breakfast every day. It was a buttermilk bar, an apple fritter, a pan of bacon, and like two cold brews. Nice. Oh, man. That was... Man, being gluten-free, I do miss the fuck out of apple fritters very specifically apple fritters and and that donut factory their apple fritters look oh they're dynamite fucking rageous yeah they have like a regular apple fritter and then they have like a, a giant yeah, apple fritter I, I got the i got a cup of coffee there once and i was just like drooling it's the size of your fucking face yeah Ugh. apple fritters are my favorite but in general uh yeah very clean very clean clean living diet. in vitamin pills you do any road work, John? Not not in a long time. I used to go out to Tri Cities or okay. occasionally like uh, Jokers or did Jokers? Is that, that's Pat Wilson, right? Yeah, but when I did it, it was probably seven years ago, and it was a to- totally different Booker. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. And so, yeah, no, I haven't done much recently. I did when I was like first few years in comedy, just because there was older guys that just you know needed an opener so they'd take me out on a run to montana sure what are those names who's that uh the guy that took me on my longest run was uh this guy named riggs Uh, he probably left he's a tacoma comic he might have been exited the scene though before you moved here jack but uh he yeah really nice guy and uh yeah we went to we went to Bozeman, Montana, and yeah. uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. How was that? It was great. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's just fun being able to take your act you've been working on in Seattle, which is a very unique yeah. market in terms of the people that come out to comedy shows, and then take it somewhere where they've not really heard anything like you. Um, and it just you're you're not worried about anybody knowing any of your, your jokes or hearing jokes that are like your jokes because you know I mean we're all absorbing mm-hmm. the styles of everybody that we're in the scene with here so yeah it's a great feeling um also been to like Winnemucca Nevada and one of my best shows of my life was at this crappy casino you know <laughs> the middle of nowhere but yeah it's just that feeling of they have not heard this before right and they're thankful that you showed up. Yes, they are. They're, You're they're the impressive. entertainment for the night. Yeah, then they have very little entertainment options. So mm-hmm. it's just uh, the, the bar is very low. Yeah. my I just got back from Oregon like two weeks ago. <clears throat> uh, similar experience. And then like bringing t-shirts to sell sell and people are just like yeah let me buy a fucking shirt let me get it like and you're like oh my god like this is they're not gonna see another t-shirt for like six months yeah <laughs> they gotta they gotta snap them up when they can <laughs> they loved it it was great i don't know it's uh yeah see, doing comedy in seattle is like weight doing like push-ups with a weighted vest on like you're just it's harder to get re- good reps here 
And then when you get out of here, yeah, like you said, you're just hitting dingers every time. Oh yeah, no the the funnest show that, or I, I don't know if it was the funnest, but it was the uh, the the weirdest show I ever did on the road was in um, Cheyenne, Wyoming. Okay, Ooh. and this was on that that run with this guy Riggs. Uh, Jesus, probably like ten years ago, but uh, they I was talking to this woman at the bar before the show. And she said, yeah, they're very um, distrustful of, you know, outsiders here in this town. And also there's a, a job shortage. And so younger people, you know, in their 20s, 30s, 40s are actually literally waiting for people to die to <laughs> get jobs. And I all that became re- real to me when I went on stage because I was a cold open like the, the owner just said, we're going to have some comics tonight. And then he handed me the mic. So for the first 10 minutes, everyone is just staring at me as I'm going through my routine. And then I had this joke back then about um, creating like a prescription drug commercial for euthanasia. (laughs) And I do this joke and the place just falls out and they love me after that. Okay. uh, They love killing old people. Yeah. I mean, it was, did not, barely laughed at first, yeah, 15 minutes of my act. And then I, I told a joke about mass euthanasia and they... In, available in pill form and they just like this guy's a genius it. yeah no yeah. I, I had him from then on um hell yeah should have told that one first huh yeah <laughs> next time open with euthanasia uh did you did were people throwing themselves at you at these shows were anybody trying to get you to hang out afterwards or like hang out with the the celebrity in town I'm trying to think now, but I mean, I was not that good back then. I mean, I was not as good back then as say you are now. Like if I was selling shirts, people would probably not have been buying them. Hmm. Yeah. That would have been like what year? I would probably, I was probably like three years in at the time. Three years in? Yeah. Yeah. Still pretty green. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Did you have to do most of the driving? Uh, no, I did not drive at all. This guy, Riggs, is a huge car gearhead. Like He works on cars. That was his kind of other passion besides comedy and his job. And so he insisted on driving the entire time. Nice. And Thank where you, is, Riggs. Where, where do you think he is now? I have no clue. Probably working on cars would be my guess. Not doing comedy anymore. I don't think so. Interesting. Yeah. It's just a funny guy at the auto shop. Yeah. It's funny how that works sometimes. It's just people... Like or making headway with everything, and they're just like, and enough. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, being in this scene for fourteen years, I mean, I've seen some, well, mostly really good people leave to, for yeah. other markets, but yeah. then also amazing people, and they just stop. Yeah, the plateaus get harder. You know, it's easy to kind of like get a burst of growth in your first few years, and then it's like, okay, well, where do I go from here? And it's not like other cities where there's a lot of clubs or a lot of other like major markets around where you can go and get some traction. Uh, yeah, you know, you got the same dozen open mics and three clubs and what you go out to uh, Port Townsend. Yeah, do some shows. Yeah, exactly. It's like, where do you go from there? And just the it's hard to figure it out. Yeah, unrelenting pull of the distraction of of life too. I think yeah. is what gets most of these people. Oh yeah, you know, and a lot of people they've got uh they got better things to do with their lives than just comedy. Like I see some talented young people now, and it's like, oh okay, you know, you're you're pretty good at comedy, but you've got you got better prospects. 
Yeah. Than that's this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think uh, people probably thought that about me when I started. Sure. Uh, you know, people would flip me a lot of shit for. I mean, I was going to studying accounting in college when I, you know, started. And okay. So, okay. And it did get me for a little while, but uh, but then you never you never do any accounting just on the side as uh, for fun. Yeah, I mean, it's I pretty much only do it when people pay me. Is but, that your straight uh, job or? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, now I'm in, more in finance, but uh, but I just mean in the sense of I never really found anything that I like doing more with you know with my free time that I could spend as much time to and, sure. and get better at yeah thus i'm still here yeah no i uh i quit and came back and uh i don't know i had to quit when i quit i wasn't going to get any better as the person that i was had to go had to go and mature play some pinball I just found out there's a pinball museum in the ID. I assume you knew about this and have been there. Oh yeah, many times. Yeah, that's where I cut my teeth. Okay. They got a they got a giant golden retriever that'll like sleep underneath the games. It's a really sweet guy. Yeah, that's the the first time we talked. I think, or uh, the first time I recall having like a full on conversation with you is somehow we started talking about pinball, and then yeah. I found out that there was this whole. Are you a pinball? This guy? whole sub scene, no. Yeah, but uh, I, I love the album. Uh, Tommy and so there's a pinball machine based on that album I'm sure they have it at the pinball museum like how could there not be right yeah it's pretty good yeah it's one of like the three things you can have a conversation with me about yeah no it was it was (laughs) extensive I mean our we barely said hi to each other prior to that but uh and you're like oh wow that guy sure knows a lot about pinball no, I'm now when I go to you know bars, I'm, I'm looking for your name on the. Uh... Yeah, I think someone took your Shrek spot. By the way, you think so, huh? Yeah, there's a different uh, combo of letters up there. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll have to beat it out. <clears throat> well, no, I like to, I like to play that Shrek game because the the cute girl works at the at the skate booth. Oh, which one? Well, I guess I don't know her name, but the uh, the blonde. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I think you'd recognize her if you saw her. I thought the Shrek one was in the bar. Which one's in the bar? And the bar is Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Well, that's the one I'm thinking. Mm. Of. Oh, yeah. Well, I So I can't play that one during the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I go and play the Shrek one at the... You've been to the roller rink, yeah? Oh, yeah. I love that place. Yeah. I, I don't like the mic. I don't like the mic there, but I like I like the hang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yeah, a tough... It's John does well there. Uh, that's a good one. It's a tough... I, I don't feel like I do very well in my own room because yeah. like it's they don't like white guys. They don't like white guys. You have to like make a spectacle yeah. of yourself somehow. Last week was maybe the best one we've ever done though. It was packed in there. I uh, got Andrea Entz to walk on someone. Uh, nice. And there was a lot of good banter going on, and it was a hot audience. Good. Yeah. I mean, the the crowds there are hit or miss because very you never know. I mean, people are just rolling by on skates to come mm-hmm. buy drinks but uh when it's good it's it's great there and uh there's never too many comics it seems so you always have time jack to ask people questions which you're really good at and oh, uh, thank you yeah i try and make it a spectacle i try and make it fun and 
Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever I've had okay sets there, but like I don't even take it personally anymore when I I start up the show and just like eat a dick every single time. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like What did Curry say? It's a good way to start your week. Yeah. Because then it's all uphill from there. I also like I mean, yeah, it's a fun time, it's a fun hang. I don't know. I also don't ever do my just my regular set there. I'm always trying to work on just like half cocked ideas mostly. Sure. And so they don't always go off particularly well but like i never want to do my like do my real skits up there <laughs> for for all these other degenerates i've seen my shit a thousand times and there's no return on telling them the same joke again what other uh what other rooms do you like to do around town john what are your faves i mean i've been having a lot of fun at uh jai tai oh, of yeah. late it's a golden era um it's a new new day of good jai tai yeah yeah no the jai tai has been very fun um, and, uh, you know, it's fun seeing the, the newer comics just get all amped for each other's sets. Yeah. And, sure. uh, yeah. Uh, that, I mean, and so sometimes a bunch of just people rolling off the street there to watch the show and it's just, it's just a great layout for a room. It's so compact and square. Uh, I've also been doing the, the nest, okay, uh, okay. The rendezvous and that show has been, I thought they were going to hate me there, um, right? And they have not yet. Okay. Um, I mean, you why, haven't, why you did haven't you think? been banned yet? I've I've not been banned. I don't think I will be banned because I respect what they're trying to do. Um, <laughs> but do you uh, have to change your material to? There are. I'm trying to think. I have I have not censored myself there yet, but there mm-hmm. are probably a couple jokes that I would. I don't think would get me would violate their rules but it would it just would yeah, not yeah. be it's not the vibe of the room yeah just not the right place to do it i mean uh but yeah that i mean that's another just great room and yeah. they, they get they a pack lot of it people, out yeah a lot of people go to that show that are not comics so yeah then you can go to and the, the, the and rink, whatever degenerate I mean, shit you want the rink is i just i just find this the roller skating to be very therapeutic i hadn't done it in probably 20 years so um yeah, another converty. Still haven't gotten Jay on skates. Not going to happen. Why not? I've, I've converted like 10 people to skating. I'm very protective of my body. Ah, so you're worried about like... Every time I'm there, I see multiple people eat shit. And like, not last week, but the week before, this guy broke his ankle. Yeah. Whoa. He yeah. was just like standing. He wasn't even like trying to like... Yeah, he was just... Do he, anything. He just, I don't. I think he actually did break his ankle. Yeah. And he, no, whacked, he, he whacked his head really good on a table oof. coming down too. He wasn't like writhing in pain. He was just mad. Yeah, he was like, it's broke. It's, it's like, broke. like, God fucking damn it. Yeah. Supposed to go to Burning Man next week. <laughs> <laughs> the homie Fiona drove that dude to... Uh, the er because his boy who he came with was either like too fucked up on acid or yeah. like drunk or something to take him yeah she's a good soul fiona is a good soul for sure for sure dog mom for life yeah i never thought about it as dangerous i mean like you know my friends invite me to go mountain biking and i i will not go because that could it's a good way to fall off the side of a mountain yeah or i mean just know people that have you know dislocated their shoulder or broken yeah. their shoulder or whatever. but i mean when you're, skating, when, when you're going that fast it's not hard no it would, it's extremely easy um i have an extreme mountain biking story the story is extreme or the mountain biking is extreme both <laughs> i was in northern india and we went up to the highest motorable pass in the world and we started mountain biking from there down into the valley 
and I started at the back. There's literally like 30 to 50 people in this group. And like, I started at the back and just like quickly, just like sped my way up, like through like the tough, like through like the rocky terrain. It wasn't even the paved road. It was like all like the gravel and stuff. I'm just like passing everybody. I get up to the front of the line, just cruising down this mountain. And then right where the dirt road and the pavement hits, there's like some scrabble on that. And like I hit that and go into a slide out and just like skin my whole leg off. Fuck the bike all up. <clears throat> Everybody passes me. No one stopped to help you? No. Okay. And <laughs> who were you biking with? Just a group of tourists. Okay. Like, I didn't know. I knew one person and like he stopped and he was like, do you want me to wait? I'm like, no, get out of here. Like, going like there's because there's a truck that was that drove us up there that was going to trail the whole group back in case what i did happened and they would just give you another bike and you continue on they drove past me too whoa and so i didn't get a bike and i'm just stuck on the mountain the side of this mountain for like 40 minutes and i'm like okay like nobody's coming nobody's trying to help so i have to walk like half a mile back up this mountain with a bloody leg and this like i just left the bicycle there and uh walked back to this army base that was up there and they gave me some like tea and some cookies and stuff and <laughs> i'm just like chilling and they just like flagged down this couple in a convertible coming down the mountain road and they're like you're gonna give him a ride back to town and they didn't speak english really or didn't speak to me and uh they just like the army made them drive me back to the village and just like drop me off in the middle of town and then i made my way back to where i signed up for this mountain biking expedition they're like where have you been man and uh i was like you fucking left like i was like furious i was like you fucking left me up there like look at my leg like they're like where's the bicycle i was like up on the fucking mountain they're like we're gonna like they try to make me pay i'm like you left me i'm not paying shit and just like damn (laughs) yeah you sound like shitty a shitty group of people you're with I mean, I was with one person. Like, I I met that guy there. I was by myself. But like, well, I mean, even oh, if I yeah. didn't know people, and I'm in, with a group of six people mountain biking, yeah. some guy I don't know, I see him fall. I'd like to think. I mean, I there's would, nothing you know, that they were going to do. I was waiting uh, for the bike truck at the end to like swap me out. I could have kept riding, bloody bloody leg or not, and like. Uh, yeah, they just kept going. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, maybe there's another truck. Maybe that wasn't the truck. And then there it was, was the truck. That was the truck. And were you yeah. nervous walking onto a military base in northern India? I mean, that just sounds. Nah, I wouldn't pretty, really want to walk into a military peaceful. base it was here. Like, okay, it was like a military base, but like road checkpoint kind of thing. Like everybody had to go through there because like this was like near the top of Cardin Law, the mountain pass. So like this was going from like one region to another. So they just kind of wanted to make sure. Like basically, I think they were. I don't know what they were checking for, but like they were just checking to make sure everything was good to go. And so they're checking all the vehicles and everything. It was like, it was an army base, but it was like a checkpoint kind, okay. of, kind of thing. But they did have a sign up. I forget exactly what it said, but it was like, close friends can come and visit. We love it when close friends come and visit and our enemies will never leave or something like that. Like, I don't, something ominous and crazy like that. Yeah. Well, you're clearly a close friend because yeah, they you got they gave me tea and like biscuits and any bandages or just they thought the tea would do it. I don't I don't think they gave me any bandages. Yeah, me, no, I don't think they did. I think I had to doctor myself up when I got back to the uh, 
place I was staying. That's really a story about how you ruined that couple in the convertible honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they were doing, but they were like, fine, I guess we'll drive this <laughs> Whatever. Guy. And it was like an hour drive. Yeah. Like, Damn. I yeah, like, road rash is the worst. I got gravel. Like, I got like 10 minutes on, like 10, 15 minutes on this like all day mountain biking thing and then just fucking wiped out and like, yeah. <laughs> got to go back and get get back on the bike, dog. Yeah, I wouldn't be so fast on the, on the, too and, fast, too furious. Yeah, and people would just like whip around these mountain corners and like buses and cars, and you're just like flashing your lights and honking your horn and just be like, I hope that's enough to let whoever's on the other side of this mountain pass that I can't see know that I'm coming around. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. There'd be there'd be times we were on like a school bus, like I was. And like full of children and everything, and in India, in India, yeah. And why were you on the school bus? I w- I got co opted into teaching at this school. Interesting. And uh, I would ride the school bus into the city center sometimes. What were you teaching? English. Ah. I didn't sign up to do this. The guy I was staying with like ran a school, and he was like, "You should do that." I was like, "Okay, whatever. I don't care. I'm here. I'll do it." And but like you'd be going up this fucking hill. And, like, there's traffic, you know, they drive on the right side, so, like, there's traffic, and you're stuck in this traffic, and a school bus will, on an on, up in, on a uphill incline, would, like, get into the other lane to pass a car to where you couldn't see the top of the hill, and I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, yeah, that's terrifying. Like, any, like, the driving over there was, like, the biggest culture shock. It was just, like, how chaotically perfect it was like i didn't see any car accidents but man it was just nuts worse than boston uh similar okay uh let's let's wrap this up i i have my i have my initial hosting set tonight at off the top i'm filling in for jesse warren as the is he gone did he leave town forever or is he coming back he's gone for nine months where'd he go pittsburgh for a comic residency and uh, I'm I'm keeping the throne warm over it off the top. What time does that start? Eight. Eight. It's All right. Ba- my boss Zanae wants me there at like seven thirty ish, so I got to get zooming. John, where can people check you out? I mean, I'm at uh, Laughs Comedy Club uh, pretty regularly. I'll be there uh, this Wednesday, the twentieth. Nice. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I do most a lot of their Wednesday and Thursday shows. So it's a good place to see me. I've seen you there. Yeah, I've seen Once you. Twice. You had a good. You've had some good sets there. Huh? I wish it translated into more stage time. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a mystery. Uh, come to the mic at the roller rink. Uh, Jay and I are doing monthly spelling bees now. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Jay, you got anything? One ball's way bigger than the other one. That's about it. Normally, or is this a new thing? Just normally. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not not a new. One's like a regular. One's like a medium. One's like an extra large. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know, man. Life's life's full of mysteries. Lopsided balls. All right, race he jerks out. Thank you.